This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to live as a person of faith and a culture against faith. What's going on, good people? This is Let's Talk. Um, so how you doing, man? I'm doing well. It's good. October, you know, it's just great. Starting to get a little little cold front outside. It's feeling a, a lot nicer. Yeah. Um, when we're recording this, though, uh, it's been raining. Yeah, that's And true. so tomorrow it's going to be hot and humid, and it's not going to be fun. No, but I'm not going to be outside tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to be outside tomorrow. No. Uh, so we're at the episode where we talk about can you be a Christian and a Republican? Last week we talked about the Democrat. This week we're talking about Republicans. So um, we've got a few things lined up. Um, we'll see if time permits us to get through all of them. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, but the first is the parable of the talents and, and, and capitalism, right? Yeah, I think, well, first, first I want to say, um, yes, you can be a Christian and be a Republican. Sure. Like, doesn't, it's not an unforgivable sin. It has some things about it that have some Christian adjacent values, just like the Democratic Party does that we talked about last week. And so we want to show you a couple of them. And one of them is about capitalism. Um, and I think this is important because we talked about this in the intro to this series and I want to detail it out here a little bit more. But money is something that's important. Absolutely. Right? It it is uh I don't want to say a necessary evil, but money money is necessary, but it can also become an evil. Yes. And I want to point out that um there through throughout scripture there is lots of talk about managing your money well oh absolutely absolutely and, and making smart choices with your money yeah um so just get that out of the way right now yeah for sure money is talked about heavily in scripture god cares about how you manage your money and what you do with your money um and how you attain money yeah I mean, there's a lot of the justice talk in the Old Testament is about people exploiting people, about some people exploiting other people and taking money from them. And God is not necessarily happy with that. So God cares about money and the way we attain money and what we do with that money. And I think uh, I've heard a lot of Republicans use this as a pretty decent example of being pro-capitalism because let's remember this is a parable but parables are a way that someone uses an earthly reality to express a spiritual truth right um or maybe better said an earthly truth to express a spiritual reality yeah and so i want to read this parable to you in the gospel of matthew beginning verse 14 it says for it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had two talents made two more talents. 
But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed me over the to you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. So I want to stop right there. That's the primary premise of capitalism. Yeah. That you're given something, you can work hard and multiply it into more. Yeah. Like that is the basic premise of capitalism. And so you have, we have this story, right? So there are three people and one's given five talents, one's given two talents, and one's given a single talent. And we're told what they all go do with them. Mm. One has five, goes, and specifically it says... In verse 16, the one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. So it's specifically about sales. Yeah. Right? He bought something, traded it for something else, bought another thing, traded it for something else. Right? He he literally used free market. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is capitalism. Yeah. And he is told, good job. Right. Like, good job. You did a good thing. Yeah. Picking up in verse 22. And the one with the two talents also came forward saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. So with doing good things with your money, you get more responsibility and more opportunity. At least in the parable. Yeah, right. that that's what's being communicated here. Because it says the one who was given two did the exact same thing and got four. Right. Right. So once again, he used capitalism, the free market, to get more. And he's once again rewarded right. and told, good job, he gets the kudos, right? So it seems to be that that's, that's affirmed. Right. Um. Now let's look at how the one that was given one and dug the hole, uh, what happens with him. Verse 24, then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. His master replied, "You wicked and lazy slave! You knew, did you, uh, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take, so take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have more will be given, and they will have an abundance." But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. So those that don't make smart choices, those that um, don't do good things with their money, they're penalized for it. And they lose it. Right. They lose it. Yeah. And within the parable, like that's what it's saying. So that's very much capitalism. 
It and, it is capitalism. Now I think it's important. Uh, I want to bring this up for a few reasons. Number one, it's a parable, right? So it has multiple interpretations. But number two, uh, it's also a competing value that we see in other places in Scripture, like yeah. the common purse. We see that next too. Yeah. So you have this on both sides. So uh, it's really hard to look at someone and say, oh, yeah, you you don't believe in socialism. And so you can't be a Christian. Like you're not following God. Right. Well, we see some elements of this here, and we're going to talk about another text in just a few minutes uh, that furthers this. But like, yeah. That's not exactly true. Like, it's not that black and white. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it becomes a very hard and complicated issue um, because we see all of these differing things in Scripture, right? That This isn't yeah. uncommon. Um, it, it's, it's really not uncommon to look back into the Old Testament and at the Levitical law and see something and then come to the New Testament and see something totally different. And you're like, okay, which one is more authoritative? Which one do I use, yeah. right? Like, that's not uncommon. So um, what, what, what was that other text that you were just talking about? Yeah, so this is in 2 Thessalonians. Paul writes this letter uh, for a second time to the church at Thessalonica. This is at the end of this letter, and he has this warning against idleness. Mm. Um, which, if we if we could say that the Republican Party has one value, you know, I know they have many, but if if we could say that they have one value, um, it's work hard. Yeah, it's a hard work. Like, be a dedicated person. Work hard for what you have, and take care of the things you have. Right. Yeah. And so I think this kind of speaks to it. This is in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, beginning of verse 6. Now we command you, beloved, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to keep away from believers who are living in idleness and not according to the tradition that they received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you, and we did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor, we worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you. This was not because we do not have the right, but in order to give you an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this command. Anyone unwilling to work should not eat. For we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies, not doing any work. Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Mm. So, like we talked about last week, now we're actually brought to a place in Scripture where it affirms this idea that goes back to the colonials, if you don't work, you don't eat. Right? Yeah. Well, you got a a bit of that. So, once again, I think... Maybe, maybe we don't have capitalism in, present in this, but maybe some carryover from capitalism. Right. Um, that those who don't work won't rise to the top, right? To, to some extent, that's a bit of capitalism. Um, but to another extent, it, it speaks pretty clearly against welfare. 
Mm, yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one thing that the Republicans are always trying to do is limit welfare and government help for people, not, not for people who are physically impaired or handicapped like that. They're excluded a lot of times from these agendas, but for able-bodied people who mm. are taking advantage of the system, right. which seems to be what's happening here. Yeah. The Bible's on their side. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Um, that, that is definitely something that, um, Republicans talk a lot about is, is, uh, privatized healthcare, um, and speak very heavily against universal health care, um, specifically because there are people that take advantage of it and it's wasted money. Um, in any system, you have people that take advantage of the of, system. Of course. Right? And e even in this system, you know, to some extent, it seems like they may have been practicing some element of a common purse like we saw in Acts. Mm -hmm. And Paul's telling them not to now. Right. Because people are taking advantage of them. Right. And so he says, get your butt up and go to work. Mm -hmm. Like if you want something, go work for it. Yeah. Um, and Paul himself, Paul, even in his own journeys and, and ministry, um, Paul doesn't always ask for money. Sometimes he refuses money mm. um, because for Paul, when you start getting paid to do something, uh, you are muzzled by the people who pay you. Mm. That's yeah. true in anything. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, you do what your boss says. Yeah. And so Paul didn't want that. And so he worked as a, a leather maker. Uh, he, I mean, most of the time is translated as tent maker, but he's a leather worker. Mm -hmm. uh, tents are made out of leather. He's a leather worker. He probably made belts and bags and other stuff too. But, so yeah, he he worked, and that's what he's getting at here. Even when we were with you, we worked. We didn't sit idle. Um, so if they're to the Republican Party piece, if there are able-bodied people, the Bible's on their side that you should get to work. Yeah. Um, so once again, we we do have these competing values in Scripture. Uh, that reflect the two parties, mm -hmm. right? We talked about universal health care as affirmed in Scripture when we talked about the good when we Samaritan. talked about the Good Samaritan, um, and to some extent the common purse giving to any who has need, yeah. right? That's that's socialism, universal health care. But here in the Republican Party, they have text too that they can point to and go, see, God rewards people who make more money, use the free market system to get more money. And if you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. You, you work for what you have. Um, it, it is. I mean, and to another extent, if we can take this so far, if we want to keep on this theme of hard work in Genesis chapter two, God makes Adam and uh, beginning in verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. Meaning work. Get your butt to work. Yeah. Do something with this thing that I have given you. Till it and keep it. Yeah. You, you got some work to do in this. Yeah. He had assignments. Adam named all the animals. Right. 
I mean, can you imagine? That's some that's some creative brain power there. Yeah. Adam's got to go, man, I really I got to look at this thing and I don't know how, but lion. <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, man, I'm really tired. Baboon. <laughs> you know what I've always been curious of is how a chicken like a female became the chicken and the rooster <laughs> became the male <laughs> they're just so i don't know oh <laughs> uh, you got to blame adam for that one though <laughs> yeah i guess so uh but anyways so to that point when the republicans have this value of hard work god's not removed from that the narrative that he set before us in creation is you work six days and get one day off Mm -hmm. right god worked in creation for six days and had one day of rest the sabbath and so that's what the ancient world did too it worked six days and had one day off of sabbath right um and so i i think along these lines we have to be careful with this um narrative that socialism um or more universality is the only way that we see god mention money in scripture yeah because we see a lot of elements about hard work and money and free market in scripture that end up siding with the republicans here's a little bit of a plug though while we're while we've got this um work and a home life balance is extremely important though right yeah i think there's just republicans would say that absolutely and and so there's just a moment here that i wanted to take um to to talk about that um if you're working more than you are spending time with your family um and you're losing relationships because of how much you're working you might want to check your values a bit that's why you have sabbath yeah we I need mean, to that have Sabbath. That's literally why you have We to have actually Sabbath. should probably do an episode on that. Maybe on a, a, a different podcast or maybe. It well, fits we'll, here, we'll but do we Sabbath on practicing presence. Uh, oh, we will. But yeah, but we could. I mean, Sabbath would probably fit here. Yeah. Um, because culture probably doesn't dictate that Sabbath is really important. Yeah. So. Either way. Yeah. And I think here on, on a, a final note. Um, I'm sure everyone is wanting to know if we're going to talk about abortion. Uh, we Again, debated trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, we debated back and forth about whether or not to talk about it because it's a complicated issue. But let's go ahead and let's take out the extreme examples of rape or abuse or any of those situations. And let's just take the common example. Someone did something that came with a consequence and they no longer want the consequence. Like they don't want to have the baby. There are a few things that I would say that the Republicans have on their side on this specific issue. Number one, the fact that there are consequences and we have to live with our consequences. Like when Adam and Eve eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that comes with a consequence. They are kicked out of the garden and sin has now entered the world. Like their whole life changes because of that one decision. Very much so like happens in these situations. Like 
So the Republicans are not wrong when they say there are consequences for our actions. Like that's a biblical principle that in scripture we see that they made one decision. Yeah. They ate a fruit they were told not to eat. Wow, the euphemism is stronger than I thought it was. <laughs> they ate a fruit they were told that they shouldn't eat. And their life changed radically because of it. Yeah. Like it it is one to one in that regard. And number two, I talked about it in the introduction, but we are told God is the creator God. He is the God of life. Yeah. And so, like we say it uh, in a number of ways, but who are who is man to deny life? Right. right. Who are humans to deny life from the author of life? Yeah. Now that, like we talked about before, that extends into another area of things, but it also includes abortion. Right. Like let's, let's not in our attempt to get people to rethink what pro-life is, let's not minimize that abortion is a pro-life issue. Yeah. Um, and so I think, there we've shown three different values here that the Republicans have the Bible on their side for that we can go, Hey, Democrats, you're not the only one that's trying to live or has Christian values. Yeah. The Republicans have some and some good ones. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's really hard, um, to, to, when you look at what's happening in scripture, it's really hard to say one side's right and one side's wrong. Um, yeah, fair. And uh, specifically in this issue of, of capitalism and um, like we were just talking about abortion. Um, so, yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to next week's episode yeah, where too. we bring the story full circle. Yeah, me too. It's like, okay, we've introduced this idea. We've covered both sides. Now let's bring it back. And like, let's, let's recreate the pieces that we've deconstructed for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you've been tracking with us through this series so far, um, you can stop like clenching your fist. You can, yeah. you can like release. Yeah. <laughs> Cause next week it's all going to make sense. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Come back next week with a cup of coffee and like a, whatever helps you relax come with yeah, it <laughs> because next week's going to be the one where we go okay hey we know we intentionally tried to be confrontational and break down some of your ways of thinking about politics because we want to recreate them in a new light next absolutely. week absolutely all right well uh thanks for tracking with us thanks for talking man absolutely been fun absolutely all right thanks y'all